Hey, everybody. Welcome to the World of CONCACAF podcast. I'm Eric Schmetz. I'm Jonathan Slate. And I'm Donald Wine. And we are here at the news desk. And there's a lot going on around CONCACAF. So we wanted to like take a brief moment to, you know, break it down, you know, let you know where what's going on, because there's a lot of nonsense as is with CONCACAF. You know, if there's anything CONCACAF does, it is nonsense. CONCACAF's um, been busy lately. I don't know. I don't know what what happened over the last month where they said, yo, we need to get all this work done. Um, but they've they've done a lot over the last over the last few weeks. I mean, they've done a lot in the last week in general. Like it's been uh, it's been busy. Yeah. Um, so we'll give you the latest that we have as of recording date, March 15th. Um, the main thing before we even get into this is well, I just want to say thank you to our patrons. Uh, if you aren't subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcacaf. Um, a lot of great content. There will be a one more round episode. And we've got some wonderful on, pot on the road content coming because uh, we're all going to Grenada shortly. So by the time you're listening to this, we might already be on planes. We might be going places. Donald, how might excited be floating. are you for this? Oh, well, there's going to be some floating happening here um but there'll be some cool stuff on the patreon so you should subscribe and support the podcast uh we're due to pay for our uh hosting fees right here this mm-hmm. month so you know a little help appreciate it yeah. we My tried man to make- broke out the bills conversation he's like yo we yeah. got these bills to pay <laughs> yeah we're, we're trying to go to the islands to give you content and we got all these other bills coming in. Just gotta, you gotta. Eric them. starts talking about bills, and I'm about to go to the, I'm about to go to the gas station for cigarettes and never come back. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan's like, oh, the check came. Guess I gotta go. <laughs> y'all, y'all, let me know how much I owe you. I left something in my car. I'll be right back. Let me, let me yeah, I'll be right, yeah, yeah. I got, let me go get that real quick. Yeah. Anyways, Patreon.com/slash/podcast, and you can also, you know purchase merchandise from our store the podcast store uh we just added some hats uh i named it the hat cacaf um that's available as well as some other um beach apparel so yeah thanks to everyone who's already supporting us if you're not you know pay up we're giving you the content uh all right so talking about how it was like really quiet all of a sudden there's a lot going on it's because concacaf basically decided to change everything as they are wont to do, you know, CONCACAF by nature. Um, so we're going to go through the changes in the formats. And I think the first thing we're going to talk about and most important thing in CONCACAF is the CONCACAF Nations League. Um, in short, they massacred my boy, you know. Um, so CONCACAF with this cycle being unique with, the U.S., Mexico, and Canada hosting the upcoming World Cup in 2026. Mexico, especially, and the U.S. have really shown that they're interested in playing, quote-unquote, better competition. So they want to open up more dates. So CONCACAF, as they would, decided, you know, we'll tweak, we'll tweak the formula. So CONCACAF Nations League for the next two editions starting this fall for the 23-24 edition. The groups are going to change. So essentially everyone who's getting promoted from this additional 
of the CNL, the 23-24 edition. They're getting promoted to the higher league. B goes to A. C goes to B. Four teams from each will get promoted. There won't be any relegation because they're expanding League A and just giving the top four ranked teams in CONCACAF a bye to the brand new CONCACAF Nations League quarterfinals, which will take place in November. So oddly enough, the U.S., Mexico, Canada, and as of right now, Costa Rica, the top four ranked teams will not play group stage matches in the CONCACAF Nations League for the next two years. So the September and October 23 windows will be group stage matches for the Nations League. And in November, these four teams who are getting the bye to the quarterfinals will play the top teams from the two new groups, um, the top two teams from these new groups in the Nations League quarterfinals. So the U.S. will play one team home and away in November. And those four teams will, the top four teams from those quarterfinals will move on to the Nations League finals in March of 24. Now, I'm going to kick it to you guys. How devastating is this that we're losing a group stage match? We're losing group stage matches for our tribal purposes. I mean, let me break this. Let me break this down as plainly as I possibly can. This is the dumbest fucking shit I've ever <laughs> heard of in my entire life. My life is now ruined. They've done this to me. What the fuck are they doing? This is this is dumb. Everybody out there, sorry, sorry, Josh, cover cover your ears. Um, this is bullshit. They knew we wanted to do islands. They they even saw the League B standings, which we'll talk about. We they saw those League B standings, saw that there were some islands trying to creep up in there. And then they're gonna take that motherfucker away from us. That's bullshit. I think I I take it as a personal attack to myself. I'm finally making it to an island uh, game. I was planning on the next round of Nations League to hit all of the island games, and then they came and shot me in the face. Look, we can't even like the thing about it is is they're taking the rankings that already happened on March first. They announced this on like February like twentieth or something, and they didn't give us. We couldn't even tank. We couldn't even <laughs> we, we couldn't even mm-hmm. figure this out. Because no, they let, gave us eight days, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, by the way, you're still number two, and and number to get to number five, you'd have to lose for the next five straight years. Like, what is this? This is bullshit. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we're gonna use these rankings as they announce it. The rankings are already set. So, incredibly, Concacaf puts out a bracket for these Concacaf Nations League quarterfinals for this next edition. They've got it seated. The rank one, rank two, rank three, rank four. And by the way, right as of right now, based on these March rankings, Mexico is pretty much locked in at one. Well, they are locked in. Mexico they is one. USA is two. Canada is three. Costa Rica is four. They already put out the bracket saying the winner of one in the quarterfinalist plays the winner of four in the quarterfinalist. So you all, we already know Mexico winner plays the costa rica winner and the u.s winner plays the canada winner like the bracket's already out but the amazing thing is they put out this bracket it doesn't say what team goes to what from the group stages so we have no idea no idea how like they're actually seeding the teams for these quarterfinals 
just to just to clarify, it is Mexico, United States, Costa Rica, then Canada. So we would face the Costa Rica winner. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. As of February 28th, 2023, Costa Rica is third. I Canada is fourth. Oh uh, yeah. According to the coast and according to the CONCACAF ranking index, which is what they're using. Canada, yep, Canada took a hit. All right. I was looking at older rankings. My B. So yes. So Mexico plays Canada. US plays Costa Rica. It kind of sucks that we're that the US is only going to be able to beat one of Mexico and Canada. But it is also great that one of them won't even make it to like CNL finals next year. They may not even make it, you know, out of the quarters. Who knows? Because the way that the way this also sets up is again, it's November, right? And mm-hmm. I get it from from a competitive standpoint, right? From a getting better standpoint and from a preparing for the World Cup standpoint, this makes a lot of sense for the United States, Mexico, and Canada. It does not make sense for Costa Rica at all. It doesn't make sense from a fun standpoint. They've taken the fun out of this because, again, you only have that November window, and a lot of things can happen in that November window. What happened? It, it all depends on who you're playing, right? Remember what happened? In World Cup qualifying, when we had that November window, you know, Canada was playing Mexico and Edmonton, right? Like there was some there was some dumb stuff that happened in that window, and that can and and the weather can affect things. There's it's still hurricane season, so some games were affected by a lot of rain. Like it's a lot of elements out there that can affect these games, and for them to happen, it kind of yeah, it's it, in theory the United States, Mexico, Canada, Costa Rica should should be uh you know able to advance but it adds a lot of pressure in the fact that if you know it's only two games and and as we know and as we've seen in CONCACAF Champions League anything can happen in those two games and someone can on their have their best day on the day that you have your worst yeah yeah let's talk a little bit about yeah there is some other reasoning and why they've done this well i Um, I would do before we get on to like the ramifications of where this is going to go i do do want to point out this is taking place for the next two editions so for the 23 24 nations league and the 24 25 nations league they're they decided we're going to do this just for these two so we already know after they changed the whole whole thing after two versions of the nations league we're like all right that's two of them we're going to do something different for the third. We already know that they're going to change everything again in a couple of years. So we just don't know what that's going to be. But the, this was changed with some other things in mind. Jonathan, you're about to get to it. Tell us about yeah. what, what it was changed for. So one of the big things we all know that uh, for the 2024 uh, Copa America, there is going to be six CONCACAF teams that are going to uh, participate in that. So what they're doing with Nations League, so Eric mentioned that um, there's going to be a group round robin type setup, and then it will go to four quarterfinals. The winners of all four of those quarterfinals will uh, be qualified not just for the uh, Nations League final, but they will also be qualified for the 2024 Copa America. The four losers will then go into a play-in where there will be two additional spots 
um, that are available for uh, bursts in Copa America. So really that quarterfinals, not only is a qualification for the finals of the Nations League, but we know that six of those eight that make the quarterfinals will be headed to Copa America. And it means that the four teams that got a auto, you know, buy to the quarterfinals are guaranteed at least being in the playoff. So like, yeah, if you think yeah. about it, like they are guaranteed what three games to make it yeah. to Copa America. It yeah. They get the home and away and then they get that playoff as like a redemption, you know? So obviously they're trying to protect, look out for the teams that they know they need to get into Copa America while still making it theoretically open for anyone to qualify. Yeah, because there was some thought that they were just going to, especially for Canada, the United States, and Mexico, that they were just going to like immediately put them straight into Copa America. Um, but that is not the case. But um, what do you think? What do you guys think the odds are of one of the three, and if it one of the three to miss Copa America? Well, I think I I think the three, like the U.S., Canada, and Mexico, I think just based on the way it's set up, there really isn't a scenario. I have a hard time believing that they're going to miss two kicks at the can based on how it's going to go. Because with those quarter finalists, all right, say Canada gets drawn against a tough team like Jamaica, like Jamaica, Panama, Jamaica, Panama, like they go, obviously, CONCACAF away is always tough. Um, even if that doesn't go their way, they still have that playoff, and I don't believe CONCACAF has announced where those um, playoffs are going to be. There, was... We just say that we know they're going to be a centralized venue, um, mm. but we don't. They they haven't decided where. I those are going to be in the United States. We we know CONCACAF too well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're depending on the teams that are in it. They're going to put it wherever they're going to maximize. Um, yeah, the revenue, but. I just don't see a scenario where any of the major players are really going to miss out, but which is good. Kakiev needs its best to be in this new competition. Um, but it's sad that they had to destroy something so beloved to, you know, get to this Donald shaking his head. I just, I might just go to the islands anyway during, during the fall. If they're going to threaten me with a good time. Nations League is going to happen, and I have not yet missed a Nations League match involving the United States. I'm also not missing the group stage. Like, something's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so we have our Copa America qualification scenario just announced with all these changes. Also being announced, Donald, take us through the road to 2026. Yeah, so the... The United States, Mexico, and Canada, of course, are hosting the World Cup in 2026. And as uh, it, it's funny that it wasn't quite guaranteed that they were going to receive automatic slots or automatic berths in the World Cup. But FIFA confirmed that, yes, as host, all three of them would get automatic uh, automatic bids. So the great thing about this is normally, you know, CONCACAF under the old format, would only get three teams guaranteed to be in the World Cup, and then they'd have that playoff for a potential fourth spot, which is what happened this this past year. But 
because the the tournament has expanded to 48 teams, CONCACAF actually gets six automatic bids or direct bids, I would say, plus two that can qualify through the new expanded inter-confederation playoff that they're going to have in 2025. So that means that the three slots that Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. take up are just coming out of that pile of six, so to speak. So to do that, to, to get the other three, they've kind of reformatted how it's going to work. So the first round, you're going to have the the bottom four CONCACAF teams uh, based on the FIFA rankings in November 2023. They will be divided up into two matchups, two-legged home-and-home games. The winners, the two winners will advance to the second round. In the second round, this is where it gets freaky. 30 teams. The two winners from the first and everyone ranked one through 28. So that's everyone else other than Canada, Mexico, and the United States. And the two teams at the bottom who've lost in the first round, everybody's in six groups of five teams. They will play single round elimination or single round robin games two home, two away. And the group winners and the runners up will qualify for the third round, the third and final round. That's going to be 12 teams advancing from the second group or second round, they're going to be drawn into three groups of four teams. They will play a double round Robin home and away against each team. And the three group winners will be your teams that qualify directly for the world cup. The two best runners up will advance to the inter-confederation playoffs. So there's your system right there. We, we, we don't get the hexagonal, but it kind of makes it a free for all in the sense that you're going to have almost everyone in CONCACAF competing at the same time for the right to get to that final round for, again, where only the group winners will be guaranteed a direct slot into the World Cup. Yeah, and there's two points there. One, that's sad for us because we don't get to travel to any of these places. Um, But secondly, and maybe most importantly, think of the content we're going to have during these windows. We're going to have World Cup qualifiers going on all day, every day in these windows from all over CONCACAF. So having every team competing at the same time in literally the most outside of nations league, the most important games they'll play every four years. Um, it really is only kind of a downside for your bottom four ranked teams that they only have that one window to, you know, get through to this next round. Um, and just for, notes you've got turks and caicos the u.s virgin islands the british virgin islands and anguilla are your four teams that would as of now be participating in that first round but in theory they have till november to kind of get their ducks in a row and maybe make some moves which for you folks at home that is the importance of nations league because they have official competition games in march october and november well, September, September, October, mm-hmm. yes, um, to boost their rankings, get results, and move qualify for that second round immediately. Yeah, I will. I will say this. Most importantly, this is the opportunity for both Concacaf and member nations to enlist our services <laughs> to show up to games. Because I don't know about you guys, I will skip a U.S. friendly to go to a meaningful, you know, CONCACAF World Cup qualifier in an island. Oh, without a doubt. No hesitation. I'm there. At PodKCAF. 
<laughs> the, if you need to email us uh application or something like that, it's podcacaf at gmail.com. P-O-D-C-A-F at gmail.com. Also, also sidebar, I don't I don't think we were going to talk about this on the show, but sidebar, it, you know, we could also do this from the air, right? There's going to be a new <laughs> 24-hour channel, streaming channel on the same network that just so happens to be broadcasting Nations League. It's almost like a match made in heaven. We, you know, at you know, at CBS at Paramount Plus, DM us at Podkakef. Yeah, no, we we should mention that uh, CBS Sports announcing that they're put, doing a, a uh, streaming s- soccer network that's going to be 24-7. It's awesome that the rights holders for all of these major CONCACAF competitions are putting so much focus into soccer coverage. I really hope it's not just going to be 22 hours of UEFA Champions League um, coverage and reaction, even though listening to Thierry Henry is great. Uh, I would like them to, you know, show some focus on our region because I think they've got the platform to really grow the brand of CONCACAF and CONCACAF competitions. I mean, I think they're going to focus on it a good bit. I would expect, I mean, Champions League, Syria, and CONCACAF to be the big focuses for them, considering those are the ones that they are the rights holders for. I know I saw some discussion. They will also be talking. I know they said they will be talking MLS. Um, so hopefully it's, you know, American and region specific soccer as a whole. And yeah. hopefully in WSL, they do have the rights to that as well. So hopefully yeah. they'll be talking a lot of that uh, and, the, and the women's soccer that they have, you know, kind of bolstered up over the last couple of years. Yeah. They've really been doing a great job of boosting the profile of women's soccer and related to that, uh, as part of these introduction, these new revamped competitions, we have the revamped CONCACAF Women's Championship. The CONCACAF W Gold Cup format was announced. Donald, tell us about how the CONCACAF W Gold Cup is now like actually a thing. Yeah, so it's actually a new competition. I believe the CONCACAF W Championship that will qualify people for the Olympics and for the World Cup. I believe that will still go on in 2026. Uh, but this is a new competition, which is great because I think in the women's game, they, they've wanted to bolster up the number of competitions that give, so, especially some of these you know, smaller nations that don't have big programs, uh, opportunities to pump resources into their women's programs and, and get teams on the field. So the W Gold Cup will begin actually in February of next year, February 2024. The U.S. has already qualified for the W Gold Cup. They qualified uh, by winning the 2022 CONCACAF W Championship. Qualification for the rest of the teams begins in September. The qualification draw will be on May 17th. The U.S. Women's National Team will be joined by the winner of the CONCACAF Olympic Playoff, which is between Canada and Jamaica, as well as six other CONCACAF teams that advanced through qualifying this fall. In addition, we we had the uh, talk about the uh, CONCACAF and Kami Bowl kind of having a partnership, increased partnership that includes Copa America, but it also includes this W Gold Cup. Four teams from Kami Bowl, Brazil, Colombia, Argentina, and Paraguay will also be in this tournament. That was a previously announced. Those four teams are the teams that did the, the best at their last Copa America. So those four teams will join six others. There will be a six-team preliminary round on February 17th where three teams 
will complete the 12 team group stage. They will then perform the group stage in three groups of four teams each. The top two in each group, plus the two best third place winners, will advance to the knockout stage beginning on March 2nd, which will be single elimination. And then they'll have a quarterfinal, a semifinal, and then the CONCACAF W Gold Cup final on March 10th. This will take place in the United States, but it's another opportunity for uh, women, the women's national teams, to have. Uh, another shot and another trophy, which I think is great. And also, if you take a look at the uh, logo, uh, if the trophy is going to look anything like the logo, it should look pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's awesome to see this re- this competition really find its legs. Um, and the I think the most important part about this is the fact that FIFA came out and said, this is on the calendar. This is a, an official competition that, every club around the world is going to have to release their players to go play in this. So you're really going to get the best on best of the region for this competition, which I think is really important. And that's how you start something that you can build is that you're going to have, you know, the the quality content there. I wasn't too worried about the, uh, the calendar not or I'm sorry about this competition being on the calendar. I say that because every other, you know, confederation at this point has a has mm-hmm. a cup of some sort. You know, even Oceania has a cup. This is the one that's kind of we were the only ones that really didn't have one that was similar to the men. And so I think it, it made sense to add this one to the calendar. But again, qualifying, uh, I mean, the CONCACAF W championship should not be taken as a tournament of sorts. It really is qualifying uh, for these two major competitions that they have in the world cup and the Olympics. So I think that has already, it's just like us going, the men going through world cup qualifying, but in a, you know, truncated version of it, but this is great. I mean, it's going to be a really cool competition. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's great to see obviously a lot of new competitions, new formats, um, it's an exciting time for CONCACAF because they can, it seems like everything changes all the time. So we're just, we're just rolling with it. We're rolling with it. Um, before we get out of here, we should talk CONCACAF Champions League because that is going on right now. Um, the first thing I want to bring up is, did you guys see the dog on the field? I did. Yes. Yes. Did see the dog on the field. So, um, <laughs> so Alianza the... was hosting Philadelphia Union of MLS, um, Estadio Cusquetlan, just the place of magic. Um, yeah, just in the middle of the game, dog just runs out on the field, went viral. It's like, I, I think it was actually great for the competition because obviously people, it went viral. So people like, oh, Champions League is going on for our teams. So like, it definitely got some attention. Yeah, the uh, and also I think there was some video about like the dog like had its own little journey through the stadium. It was like going through the stands. It was you know picking <laughs> off people's food, and all of a sudden it was like, "Yo, I'm done with the stands. What's up with this whole patch of grass here? Like, what's up over here? Seems like these kids are playing playing a little ball over here. Why can't I play?" And it's like a, it was a it was like a pickup game. He's like, "Yo, yeah, I, want I guess he slipped the barrier or hopped the fence or something, and all of a sudden he was on the field." And it was like at the perfect time too, because it was like during a free kick. Yeah, so a dead like, ball. Yeah, so like he came out on the field and then you know wanted to eat the ball and play. Like puppy just wanted to play. <laughs> he was, he was there. Um, he showed up more ready to play than Austin did uh, <laughs> mm. against Viet. 
Oh, we we should definitely talk about this. So um, as of, I mean, at this point, everyone hearing this will have seen what had happened. Um, so Austin FC of MLS gets drawn against Violet AC of Haiti. Obviously, there's a lot of things going on in Haiti. Um, they don't. The first match is a Violet home game. They actually play it in the Dominican Republic. And Violette comes out and punches Austin in the face. It's a 3 0 win repeatedly. They um, gave him a two piece and a biscuit. So the, the incredible thing is so Violette is a Haitian team. They haven't played like a competitive game in almost a year. These are any like their game. Fir- any any game, game at all. And their first two games are. CONCACAF Champions League against an MLS team like who's been through preseason who's played actual league games already obviously Austin this is their first time going CONCACAF away they don't know what they're in for but Violette gets a shock 3-0 win and then in the second leg in Austin Texas Violette because of you know immigration issues visas they only have 14 players for the match. They have 11 and three subs and they go into Austin and hold on with for a two zero loss to win on aggregate. I believe they also had to get, uh, they also had to get a couple players from FC Motown, which is the MPSL team in New Jersey. I believe they had yeah. to sign a couple players on loan so that they would have enough players to field a team with a, with a few subs. Yeah, no, that was what I was going to say. There was, uh, yeah, there were three or four NPSL team or NPSL players um, that played. I do have a bone to pick with CONCACAF um, over so? this. Um, I really feel like, and it's, you know, it's specifically with, I feel like it's, you know, specifically with issues coming into the U.S. We saw this last year with um, the New York Revolution, not the New England Revolution. Yeah. Um, yeah getting a, a just basically a buy but yeah. i feel like there should be some requirement of like if the country that you that you were in won't let the player like if there's visa issues you should then be forced to play somewhere else that well, like well because you, you don't see this you don't see this in champions league you don't see this in copa libertadores where there's issues and it's you know it's specifically with the United States where you know there's issues getting visas. There's got to be you know U.S. you know I mean because U.S. soccer is involved in this. There's got to be a better way to ensure that these teams and these players aren't coming in and playing American teams, um, you know, with one hand tied behind their back. Yeah, I should note that that team that was supposed to play the New England Revolution that was Cavalier AS. Uh, that was also a Haitian team. So like. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that that had happened was how Violette was actually kind of prepared for the scenario where it's like, yo, we might need to sign some players because you have a max roster that you can enter into the competition. So they left some spots knowing that this might happen. Um, I do think that you have a point that if a country diplomatically will not, you know, enable teams to field their full teams, like, the U.S. teams that are in this competition shouldn't necessarily be able to host it in the U.S. Like, 
everyone else has to play neutral site games when their home country has issues. Why wouldn't the U.S. have to do that? Like, go play us in the Dominican Republic, you know? Play a neutral site game if you can't let the other team have full competitive value. So I I half agree with you, too. Here's why. So the when you talked about Champions League, like in um in, in Europe, Obviously, Europe is a different beast because Europe, they have the, you know, the Schengen zone and they have an agreement where people can have basically free flow. But also, if they do have geopolitical beef, teams from those countries can't get drawn against each other. You won't see a Russian team drawn against Ukraine, you know, those sort of things. Like, you know, some of the uh, Yugoslav, former Yugoslav Republic countries, they won't be drawn against each other. And maybe CONCACAF needs to do that. Here's the thing that I kind of disagree with. And, you know, there's obviously several situations, right? But this situation is Haitian's government is basically like null and void. They are, mm-hmm. they are in turmoil. They, they've had a few earthquakes, as we've talked about. They've had a few assassinations, as we've talked about. They've had a lot of problems going on. And it has not been deemed safe to play games in Haiti by CONCACAF. That is obviously not the team's fault. But there's also no recourse for that. It's not that the, it's not about the teams not being able to come in. But in this little case, this is this is just something that I feel like Concacaf should be able to work out, right? This is not something where it's it, Concacaf is based in Miami, so it's not like Concacaf is trying to hey, please, United States can get these in. They can walk down the street to the consulates and do what they need to do to get these teams in. But I also think it's not fair to the teams that oh because we happen to, you happen to draw us against a team that has nothing to do with us and there's geopolitical issues i wouldn't even say mm. beef right there's no beef between us and haiti they just have issues with getting visas but because you drew us against them we have to give up a home game and that takes away our home field advantage i don't necessarily think that's fair either so i think there's there's that side of it I do agree that they had to figure out a way to get these players in or get them to a point where all like they could have full strength because it kind of diminishes the competition when you have some issues like this where you have to sign players last minute from some team in New Jersey who has nothing to do with anything it to to get this game off the ground. But this is where CONCACAF needs to have people there to be like, look, they should have full-time people whose only job it is is to process visas all around the region so that there's yeah. no issues. And if there is issues, they can come across it and say, Hey, we're going to have a potential beat you know, potential thing here where if, you know, this game on the you know next month, we need to figure out how to get these players into the country. And if it means going down to the consulates and, and getting some paper signed, then they should be doing that. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say on this is especially in this situation and with the Cavalier uh, instance last year, there was plenty of lead time to get this taken care of because it was not a situation. I mean, these teams were drawn what back in November, like we Mm -hmm. knew what these matchups were and knew that there was the possibility based, especially based on Cavalier last year, we knew that this was going to be a possibility. They were talking about this a month before the match. Um, And the fact that there was Cavalier's was like Cavalier's was like, also COVID related, like yeah. they couldn't get secure the tests that they need to. The same thing with the Gold Cup in 2021. What yeah. was it, Cuba or whatever that they had yeah. to forfeit a game because they couldn't get like the proper tests that America required to get into the country. I, I that part I'm like okay, whatever. But this, like you said, this is something that they've had six months to work on. Yeah. 
yeah, so something that they need to um, look at in the future. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this right here. Obviously, Champions League is not over. A lot of games that happen uh, this summer, this spring and summer. Uh, we're close to the end of this um, first round. Um, so we'll have more coverage on that. Uh, we're going to be releasing soon, uh, a few days after this one, a CONCACAF Nations League preview. So look forward to that. Make sure you're following us on social media at PodCACAF, P-O-D-CACAF, on our Patreon at patreon.com slash PodCACAF. And yeah, Donald, where, where can they find you? At BlazingDW and then writing at starsandstripesfc.com. Jonathan. And then you, you can find me at SSP, and then writing for Broadway Sports Media. I'm going to plug this in the Nations League preview as well. But be on the lookout for video content uh, coming around uh, this Nations League window. Um, mainly Instagram and, and maybe a, a post YouTube video. Yes. Jonathan is writing a lot of checks that he's going to have to cash here. Um, <laughs> and all of you listeners, everyone listening, if you find any grammatical errors, please let us know because there's a price to pay for bad grammar on our social media. Uh, we'll wrap it here. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon.